You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. So one of the most common email questions we get or DM questions we get uh, has to do with training aids like what training aids do we like for shallow in the club? What training aids do we like for weight shift? What, you know, you, you name the swing element and folks want to know what kind of training aid do we like for that? And I'll, I'll say we, the, the, our favorite training aid, and I think we stole this from Dana Dahlquist. I think that's right. Our favorite drill slash training aid is just doing it right. Yeah. Do it slow and do it right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no substitute for making the correct movement. Now, I know why golfers like training aids and drills. We'll lump drills into this too. It's because they don't if if I have a drill where I'm you know, whatever, I, I feel like if I'm doing a drill in most cases, or with a training aid for that matter, and I can just go at whatever speed I want, and thinking the drill will do the magic. Yeah. Right? And there are some training aids out there that will force you or do the right motion for you, or force you to do the right motion. So you can do thousands and thousands, thousands of those, but you're, you're not training the neuromuscular patterns and the learning that's involved with that to actually take that off, go out in the first tee and make it show up. You could be making it worse. Um, uh, many times you will. Especially depending on the training aid. Absolutely. If you're kind of fighting it, and the training aid's fighting you while you're doing it, but it still kind of looks good with the training aid on. You take it off. You might be, you might have been activating something in the swing that makes it worse when you take the training aid off. Yeah. So you got to be careful with that. You know, and I, you know, as far as full swing goes, I, we really don't use a whole lot of training aids. Um, we, a, a few that we really like, and you know, the more we do this, I feel like golfers when they go to the range, they just aren't practicing to get any better. They're, they're out there beating balls, right? They're hitting balls, thinking that they're practicing. There's no alignment sticks down. There's nothing. They don't even know where they're aiming. They're not really checking their grip. They're not checking their setup. And the main thing is they're not using the best piece of technology, probably one of them on the planet, which is right in their pocket. Their iPhone, computer. their iPhone camera, you know, they're not even putting they're taking the time to put their camera on a, on some kind of tripod and going back and looking at every few swings just to see if what they're doing is what they thought they were doing. Um, I think it was Justin Parsons the, the, works with Louis Eustace, works with a number of players down teacher. in Sea Island. Yeah. I believe it was him that I heard say the driving ring is not a great place to change your golf swing because there's no accountability on the driving range. What do you do? What do you think? You can't see what you're doing. You can't see what you're doing. You're on a perfect lie. You're hitting into an open field. Yeah. Like there's just no accountability. It's more for exercise or warming up or whatever. Unless you really get specific about 
Yeah. Most people aren't going to do that, though. No. Go, go, to the, go to your driving range, wherever you hit balls at today, and see how many people just have an alignment stick on the ground. 1%. Much less actually doing some work and setting up the camera or using training aids or whatever. So it's not an environment to really improve your golf swing. And we haven't worked on the driving range in a couple of years. No, I do all my work in the warehouse. Yeah. I got or at a, home. Yeah. Warehouse or, or home with a foam ball or no ball. Yeah. I mean, I, we love the live view camera. And, uh, you know, we recommend everybody get one because once you set it up and put connect it to your iPad, you can sit there and watch yourself make the motion and see if you're doing it right. I mean, to me, there's really no faster shortcut than immediate direct feedback of what you're doing in the swing. Now, I don't know how – LiveView's been around for a while, and it's a great tool. I don't know how most people recommend using it. How we would recommend you use it is not to hit – because it'll it'll record your swing and then play it back for you. I, I don't think that's much value in the sense that for that tool because it has so, so much of better use – you know, recording your swing or taking a full whack at it and then looking back and see if you did something you're trying to do. That's always after the fact kind of a process. Uh, The value of it is when you have that iPad down in front of you or your phone and you're watching yourself, let's say you're trying to get your backswing on plane, you're watching yourself, you're making every inch of that movement and you see it go off plane you go, okay, that felt good, but it wasn't right. So I reset you know, Scott, Scott was telling us about Steve Stricker when he lost his card. You know, Steve Stricker isn't, hasn't always been the Steve Stricker we know today. No, he, just he had shows a up big slump. Competes in majors. Yeah, he had a major slump. Lost his game, lost his card. And Scott was saying, you know, he talks to him a lot. But he went up there, I think it's from uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, out in the snow in a, in a trailer with a heater. And in just it. made hundreds of thousands of backswings where he would watch the club go back if it wasn't where he wanted it, he'd start over. Yeah. Like just mind-numbing repetition mm-hmm. of just half of a backswing. Yeah. And then when he got that right, then he would go the rest of the way, and then he'd get that right, and he would hit a ball, wait for the ice or snow to thaw, then go out and shag the balls and do it again. Yeah, and, and this whole idea that you just can beat balls and kind of dig it out of the dirt, it, it just doesn't doesn't happen for most people. You need to figure out identify what, why the balls, if you don't like the ball flight, first of all, you got to identify why the ball is flying the way it's flying, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm coming over the top with an open club face. Well, where is that first getting off track? Okay, it's getting off track in the takeaway. I'm rolling the club face open, and I'm inside and over the top. So now you could go to the range, set up your camera on your phone or your live view, and watch yourself do that, and then maybe every fifth swing you record one, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you can see if it, it matches up to what you're trying to do. To me, that's really the only way that – one of the only ways you're actually going to make a swing change. And you can put feedback out there like external feedback. You could put a noodle down. That's really good too. Miss it. And miss it. Right. But other than a, a camera and a noodle with an alignment stick, you don't need a whole – you wouldn't need a whole lot more than that uh, to start making a swing change. And you can add some stuff in there. We use some swing guides and – and swimmies and stuff right. or certain aspects of the swim, but you can do a lot with your camera going slow. Yeah, all, all of those things force you you to do the movement, right? Um, training aids, and there's a ton of them out there that will kind of guide the club. Like I'm, I'm thinking of that, I remember my dad back when, gosh, I must have been in the, in the ninth grade, a long time ago. 
bought one of those PVC circles that I you had stand one. in. I had you know what shank, I'm talking about? I had yeah. for a month. It was something like the Sam thing. 2000, I think. Oh, yeah, it, like was a, it was a Sam 2000. I had one. <laughs> Where, you know, you would just get in there and just lay the club on that and just move around. All that's teaching you to do is to apply a force to put to lay the club down, and then you step out of that, and everything's moving that direction. It's not training you like if you had two of those and there was a six inch gap there that you now had you to swing the be, club in now, you're, now you're training your body to do that but just you know think and there's there's those things for putting there's those things for shallowing the club that are going to force you or let you just glide the club along yeah. the rails um think of the swing robot you know where it's kind of making moves you're just holding oh yeah on. i got some experience with that right all, all of those things we're not fans of that because you're not responsible for those movements yeah we like training aids where you have to do the work now if you want to get in there and say okay this is what you know this is what it feels like to move the club in a circle i get that but if you're going to spend hours in there you're not developing the movements to produce that feel yeah if you want to do the learning you have to do the work you have to do it um and that brings you to another point and we don't we, we haven't plugged a whole lot of our products but we've got one that i feel like is goes over and above with helping people and that's the amg plus product we have Mm -hmm. and we've got something there called the swing system and we've had tons of success with guys because they can post their swing on the private forum we have so they'll go to work on it if they're struggling they'll post a swing they get little tiny bits of feedback from us often right they might post a swing once a week or twice a week and we'll go in there give them just one line of feedback, and that's enough to keep them on track, to keep them getting better. But if you're just going out there hitting balls once a month with no feedback and not have anybody kind of guiding you as a coach, again, adding a coach to the equation makes it even easier to get better and make yeah, a change. Yeah, um, the, the in-person lesson isn't the work. No. Right? You do work in an in-person lesson. That's the evaluation of what you need to work on. That's right. And something like AMG Plus, where you have the form where we can see you doing the drills and make sure, okay, yeah, you need to set up your station a little bit differently. You need to you know, move your alignment stick here, you know, set up your lines a little differently for the live view. That's the valuable part of it's it's how well you're practicing, not how well the lesson goes or the work you did in the lesson and then you're good to go the day after. That's right. You know, we call it super we call it supervised practices. Basically what mm-hmm. once you get into the AMG plus and you get your initial kind of swing uploaded, we tell you where to start in the swing system. Hey, a lot of people just start at checkpoint one, which is the, the setup and the grip. Mm-hmm. Once you pass that, you post your swing in the form. We tell you you can move on to checkpoint two. And when you start working on it in that way, you're getting that supervision along with you doing your practice. And to me, that's a home run. That's why these guys are getting better in there. It's the accountability. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're building that that foundation, and working your way up. And as far as training aids go, and and drills for that matter, it's you know having a drill or a training aid that will force you to do the correct movements at the correct speeds, so you can base your feels on a reality. And Tiger said he played his best golf when his feels matched his reality. Yeah, like you don't want because if if your feel is the opposite. And sometimes you'll, you know, in the lesson, you'll have to feel like you're changing something, you know, you're moving it a mile just to move it an inch. Right? Again, that's the initial shock to the system. Uh-huh. That's the reboot. But if you only try to play with that drastic feel, 
you know, you're eventually going to start doing it. You may overdo it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That exaggeration, yeah, yeah. you will Got start it. exaggerating. Yes. And then that's the whole thing with golf too and taking lessons is yeah. you have to understand that, again, it's like a pendulum. 100%. Right? So you're you're here. You're at spot A and you're trying to get to B. Well, you might go too far and go to C. Now you got to watch it. Okay, that's why you have – that's why the form I think is valuable because we'll tell someone, hey, you're too far inside on the takeaway, which for us is checkpoint two. Well, now they're all of a sudden two weeks later, they're way outside. Right. Now we can reel them back in. It's like, okay, let's get back to the middle ground here. And um, you have to be careful with that when you're working on swings. But without that feedback, at least a camera and yeah. knowing, you know, there's a couple of apps. If you don't want to buy a live view camera, there's a coach's eye app that you can draw lines. It's invaluable to know where the lines go, where you're supposed to be drawing them and what you need to be doing um, on the next swing. Right. Say, like, hey, I missed the spot here on the swing I just recorded. What do I need to do on the next swing? What do I need to feel? And again, get some feedback and well, you can do it. The, the takeaway is a perfect example because we see it every day. All right, player comes in, the club's way under playing, way behind him in the takeaway, right? Totally normal swing issue. Okay, we'll say, all right, let's 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 try to pitch the club up on plane. Here's the line. This is where we want to move it. And the next swing won't change. And they'll be amazed that it didn't change because they felt it changed, right? And then you eventually feel where they feel like they're just taking the club straight up in the air in front of them. And because the body's turning and all that, it's dead on plane. Now, if they, like you said, if they take that same feel two weeks from now, they may actually start to take the club straight up in front of them. And because they haven't taken the time to set up, whether it's feedback, whether it's a camera, just start adjusting that feel based on the reality. And that's always where the breakdown is, right? There's, there's always that sweet spot when you're, when you're, when the pendulum swinging the other way where you play your best golf. Absolutely. And the, the best players, I think it was, I read it in a book, uh, Steve Elkington, I think said, you always play your best golf when that pendulum's at the bottom of the arc. Mm-hmm. And better golfers try to shrink the swing of the pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to spend two years in the wilderness when that pendulum is way up on one side. Mm-hmm. You want to shrink that. Hal Sutton talked about the porpoise, right? You, you don't want only, to be a whale diving down and coming up. said so you can only porpoise through greatness. Right, right. So your pendulum is going to swing. Your golf swing is not going to stay. Wherever you think you play your best from, it's never going to stay there. So you have to have the checks in place. And the training aids in place and the drills in place to make sure it stays there. And it's not that expensive or difficult to do. No. And then once you have, you know, we call it our whole way we do things called the AMG swing system. Well, once you have your kind of checkpoints where I would call you're in maintenance mode mm-hmm. where you kind of, okay, everything's within the window. We don't, I'm hitting it pretty good. Yeah. We don't teach a specific method, but we like to see people within certain windows when they swing. Cause we know we get a predictable result when you do that. Right. We're going to hit it pretty solid. Well, the cool part about having that kind of system is when it breaks, you know what, you know what knob to turn, you know, okay, my checkpoint three, oop, it's getting a little bit flat. Yeah. So I know exactly what to fix to get it back on track. And I know this all comes back to training aids and feedback, but if you're not videoing your swing and or not have some kind of guidelines that you need your swing to stay in, you don't know what to fix. And it's a lost feeling when and I, we've all been there. I'm on the driving range hitting the ball terrible. I don't know what knob to turn. I don't know if it's my grip, right. my setup, my backswing, my downswing. But if you're videoing things and you know your tendencies, you know what to fix when it gets off track and you don't have to have that super large swing of the pendulum. We work with pros who, uh, and even college players now, because 
just the age and the, the way technology is advanced. We were the pros who can show us swings on their phone when they were in high school. How about that? Right? And so they have the catalog. Like, so many golfers only want to film their swing when they're hitting it terrible. Like, catalog the good stuff. And you can't film the same camera angle. It's so important. But you build that catalog up. Your feels, these guys' feels in high school are drastically different than what they have now. But we can work with those movements that they were making, especially we like to have them come in when they're playing well on gears so we can get the blueprint of what they're doing. The, the feels are always going to change. We may we may wake up tomorrow and you feel something in the neck and your setup's going to be a little weird or your rotation. Happens every day, right? Happened to me the other human. day. Yeah. I, had, I woke up with a crank to my neck. You and I went to play golf. I knew I wasn't finishing my backswing and I hit it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Just because I could feel that... When I don't finish my backswing and the left shoulder doesn't move correctly, the club lays off. And lo and behold, I went to the warehouse after we played, video of my swing, and there it was. There it was laid off. And when I lay the club off, I shut the face. Good things don't happen. Up. Exactly. <laughs> it never does. So long story short, training aids and feedback. Use video. Use yes. training aids where you have to do the work. Yes. Get yourself some kind of framework for your swing so you know what to fix when it goes wrong. Oh, and, and join AMG+. Plus. We'd love to have you in there. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll help you do all that. We'll help you set up the video. We'll help teach you, you how to video how to it. Video. We'll help you set up the lines, training aids, the best for you, all those sorts of things. It, it, like you said, it's just supervised instruction and and the frequency that really pays off. It's the little small touches that we can make in there when people post your swing that that keep them on track instead of the hour lesson once every three months. Yeah. It's way more valuable and all the research. Uh, lines up to say this is a better way to learn absolutely little touches you're not overwhelmed yep so give that some thought next time you go to practice on your swing make sure you have some accountability for what you're doing make sure you're doing the work make sure you're doing it slow enough to actually make the change you're trying to achieve